2: Earthlings, Planeteers, and Martians. Welcome to another edition of Corbin versus the World. I am your hero, Corbin David Albaugh, here to bring you the greatest tunes of yesterday, today, and tomorrow in this first week of August. And I have so many triumphant things to tell you about. I am fresh off of the underground music showcase in Denver, where I was, along with other members of NoCo FM, covering the event. Checking out all kinds of dope concerts and dope bands and high fiving people and somehow not getting any, and somehow not getting into any trouble in the authoritarian nightmare that is downtown Denver. So, overall, big success. And I cannot wait to talk about all of that. But before we get into all of that, I need all of you to stop what you're doing, pause the podcast, do whatever you need to do, and go to your wardrobe, go to your closet, go to your drawers, go to the little duffel bag underneath your deck or in your van where you keep all your clothes and your go bag. I don't know how you live your life, but you need to find something black and put it on because this is an episode of mourning. We are mourning the loss and the death of our poor, beloved, and maligned Woodstock 50 And I know that there might be some of you at home thinking, wait a minute, didn't this news break last week? And I'm like, yeah, you're right, smartass, but I wasn't recording a show at that time. So we're having the funeral now, assholes. I hope you brought your suit. And of course, it would be the divine mischievous universe that would have all of this shit happen during the week when I'm not recording. Because I remember being at UMS and reading with increasingly wide eyes and wide mouth all the new shit that was coming out about the fest because it had been a kind of slow newsreel about it for like the last month. But I figured it is the calm before the storm because... If I hadn't been keeping you updated on it, they were able to find themselves a venue at Meriwether Post Pavilion. It wasn't just uh, the vinyl cover of the Animal Collective album that they were just going to stand on and play music on. No, they actually booked the space. Uh, Not only did they book the space, but they announced that all of the artists' contracts were void and it was now a festival with no artists, which makes a great philosophy thought experiment, I know. Uh, Not to be outdone a day later, they announced that it would be free, which makes sense because then you have a uh, value that is equal to the price for what they were offering. And I thought that they were really going to follow through on it. And it was just going to be Michael Lang up there with like a mouth organ and a jug doing like Creedence Clearwater revivals all by himself. And maybe there'd be like a monkey with an accordion. And that would have been really cool. But that didn't happen. They finally pulled the plug on it and now we are all gathered together at least collectively over the radio or the internet but in a 21st century sense, we are gathered here to mourn the death not of a stupid festival but the death of a dream a beautiful stupid dream that one stupid rich white man had to make all sorts of old boomers dreams come true When old fat boomers could stand side-by-side with stupid burnout millennials and dab to Taylor Swift. When Chance the Rapper could stand side-by-side with the surviving members of the Grateful Dead and sing songs about Doritos while Taylor Swift sprays Gatorade into the audience into the shape of the Coca-Cola label. These were the beautiful dreams that could not have been executed because of fear, of fear of putting ourselves out there, and that is what we all should take from Woodstock 50. We need to chase our stupid-ass dreams and not be like stupid-ass Michael Lang. If you want to have a dumbass festival and sink millions upon millions of taxpayer dollars into it, or just anyone old money into it, if you can get that kind of grift, follow it out into precision. Follow it out to its full potential. See that dumb idea through. Don't let it die like Woodstock 50, don't let Woodstock 50 die in vain. It will live in our hearts where all stupid ideas live. Here's Tunes. back ladies and gentlemen to Corbin versus the world you just got done hearing I found the others by Sculpada that is all capital letters Sculpada I found the others followed up by Nova Cub and their song strike and finally we had Mini mansions and their song bad things that make you feel good So speaking of things that make me feel bad, I watched the Democratic debates this past week on CNN, my favorite network of all time. And I'm going to be honest, everybody, I think that this might be the last series of debates that I personally witness with my human eyes and ears until there is a culling of the field because I can't deal with this overpopulated field anymore. And I want to first start out Before I lean into all the hot takes, I first want to start out by swatting the DNC across the face for this unbelievable shit show gangbang mosh pit of a debate primary that we've had up to this point. Because say what you will about the Republicans in 2016, but I think that they might've had something with that whole authoritarian, all the high polling candidates debate each other, all the shitty candidates debate one another. I think that that, was really the right way to go about it because I think that we're kind of mixing up, you know, the prime rib with some bad chutney, if you know what I mean. And that's a colloquialism that I just invented that you will find on my SoundCloud. But seriously, it's kind of bullshit that, you know, you've got... People like Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders who are sitting there debating bobblehead nematodes like fucking John Delaney up there who have no real business running in this election because they have absolutely no, they they have no shot at running. So why the hell are they up there? Oh, right, because CNN needs someone up there to act as a opposing negative voice to incite drama to incite spectacle because we're all about the spectacle and the drama of it and cnn's coverage of it was hilarious i strongly recommend uh watching a cnn election video side by side with a wwe promotional package and i want you to tell me how much dovetail there is in terms of like the marketing content because i swear to god it's the exact same I remember before each debate, it would go like Booker, Gillibrand, Ryan, Yang. And it would show like all of their faces, like in this weird, like football player promo. And if you were to just bring in a space alien without any context and be like, Hey, Mork, you want to come watch the debates? And Mork would be like, Oh, sure. Why not? And he sits and he watches that, that intro. He's going to assume that we just fight to the death to choose our leader. And again, I'm not saying that that's the primary way that we should be moving forward, but I'm saying that it would be more entertaining. That's all. So what are my actual thoughts on the debate other than hating the shit out of the DNC? And CNN. And also, okay, I'm, I'm just gonna double back just a little bit more, just to keep the cavalcade of anger going. Am I the only one that would just love to put a beehive in Jake Tapper's backseat like Jesus Christ? That entire first night of debates was such a embarrassment on so many people's parts, primarily CNN's, because you you know, I, I get it. You want to try and limit the amount of time that people speak. Uh, But maybe we should have considered that before we invited fucking 18 legitimate candidates, Marion Williamson and whatever Tim Ryan is on stage. And then you make all these stupid arbitrary rules to compensate for the dumbass scenario that you have put yourself in. But hey, that's why I'm not in charge of programming for CNN. And oh, God. And it didn't help that the phrasing of the debates and the moderator's questions were so biased and completely built against the system. too. Because a sample question would be like, you know, Jake Tapper, Don Lemon would be like, Elizabeth Warren, in one minute or less, explain why your health care plan isn't the worst shit in the universe. Go. And then they give her 30 seconds and then cut her off by that point. And then John Delaney would start squawking about something until someone would punch him in the feet. I don't know. But Oh, God, it was just an absolute shit show. So anyway, the thesis that I'm getting at is I am done watching the debates until we get a culling of the herd. And if it means we need to have a random draft lottery where, you know, everyone gets a chocolate bar and the one that has the gold star in it, you go on to the next round of debates. If it needs to be that arbitrary, I am down for it. But we are cluttering the dialogue by this point. We don't need five moderate voices, eight progressive voices we can we can narrow it down from there. I think it's getting to that point because I think that we're all getting very tired of hearing the same things over and over and we want some carnage. We want some elimination, damn it. But what were some things that I liked about the debate? Uh, let's see. I really liked Jay Inslee's glasses. I thought that those were a really good choice on his part because now I can actually pick him out of a lineup. So I think that was a good strategic move on his part. Uh, I really liked Cory Booker saying shit on live television and the fact that they did not censor that. So I feel like we have moved the Overton window of crazy political discourse just a little bit further to the left, which I am in favor of. And I'm also really glad that Bernie has maintained his Iron Man-like streak of not dying on live television So good job, Bernie, with that. Keep eating your baloney. keep doing those reps, keep jogging if that's what you're doing. And obviously, I've already talked at length about a lot of the things that upset me, but I do want to spend just a little bit of time elaborating on how much I absolutely despise the fact that John Delaney takes up space in our universe and consumes the same food and water that we do. What are you, John Delaney, and why do you exist exactly? I feel like he was a robot who may have been put on stage just to act as a foil, to the other candidates but I'm not sure. I think he might be a cartoon character from another universe. So those are my hot takes on the Democratic primaries up to this point and hopefully that is the pin that we will put it in until there is any further dramatic development. In the meantime, let me play you some more lovely lovely tunes for you. This is Decoration Currency by Girl Friday. Welcome back to Corbin versus the World. You just got done hearing Decoration Currency by Girl Friday, followed up by The Craft by the band Pottery, giving us some shades of Parquet Courts. And finally, we had Hierophants and their song Shoemaker Levy 9. So welcome each and every one of you to the first annual Woodstock 50 Memorial Show. We are trying to mourn the loss of Woodstock 50. And we are trying to spring ASAP Rocky out of his goddamn Swedish prison. Let's get together, guys. Kickstarter, band together, Live Aid. Let's make the song that's going to get them, inspire those Swedes to get Rocky the hell out of prison. For those of you who are not in the know, rapper ASAP Rocky, uh, who is famous for, oh, so many lovely hit songs and also being a pretty Flacco Jody and all those cool things, is currently languishing in a prison in Sweden under dubious circumstances, which is how we all end up in Swedish prisons. See, once upon a time, about a month ago, uh, Rocky and his posse, which is their side uh, project group name, I believe, uh, were accosted by... Uh, a bystander and harassed and one word led to another actions led to another and a big old brawl happened. Rocky was arrested and is being held for assault and is currently standing trial. And we are trying our damnedest to spring Rocky out of prison and get him back to America so he can keep cranking out those hits that we love so much because I need to hear wild for the night Two featuring Skrillex too. And we do have Donald Trump right now negotiating for ASAP Rocky's release, which is once again something that I would expect to be a Mad Libs thing like three years ago. But that's a real thing that's going on in our news right now. So I imagine that if Donald Trump does spring Rocky from that prison, we're probably going to have a pro-Trump ASAP Rocky song probably with Kanye West featuring dropping sometime in 2020. So I should warn you all that that might be on the horizon. And also, I just wanna wonder out loud, uh, does IKEA build furniture for Swedish prisons? Is it just IKEA furniture in there? Do they just serve the meatballs? Are Ikeas actually prisons in disguise? Does anyone actually know what's in the basement? Is Rocky actually just in an Ikea somewhere? Guys, I got it. We need to get search parties and raid every goddamn Ikea in America to find Rocky. This is going to be some double dragon shit. We are going to have to fight every single employee at Ikea because they're all secret Swedes. I don't care if you think that your friend Barry, who works at Ikea, who you think you've known all his life, you're not. Barry is a, I don't know what Swedish KGB is. They're, they're SGB, but they are all operatives in Ikea and they're guarding Rocky and you have to beat the shit out of them and you have to do it cool for the high score, but it's the only way that you're going to have a cool summer. So go out and beat the shit out of some people at Ikea to free Rocky. Holy shit. I was going to talk about the underground music showcase, but I just got carried away by a huge tangent. Alright, so I'm gonna play some tunes while I bring my blood pressure back down to fighting weight. Thank you all for bearing with me through that psychotic episode. This is Summer Camp with Love of My Life. Welcome back to Corbin versus the World, the first annual Woodstock 50 memorial show. You just got done hearing Love of My Life by Summer Camp, followed up by Mattielle with her song Count Your Blessings. And finally, we had one of two new songs from Sandy Alex G. That is their song Hope. And we are now at the end of the episode. Alack and alas, I had every intention of gushing all about the underground music showcase that we went to in Denver this past weekend, but I somehow got hung up on yelling about a bunch of things. I can't believe that that would have happened on this show. But in all seriousness, the Underground Music Showcase was an amazing experience. And if you live in Denver and you did not check out the fest, first of all, sad, sad, double sad, but never you fear, there will surely be another UMS next year. And definitely make it your beeswax to check that out, especially if you're in Denver, but also if you're in the greater Colorado area, because... Not only does it represent Denver bands, but also in the Front Range and all regions of Colorado. And I was absolutely floored by the amount of talent and amazing music that is coming out of this state and from uh, the artists who are visiting from out of town as well. I got to sit down uh, with Black Mountain out of Canada. I've played their music on the show previously. I was fortunate enough to sit down with them. Uh, and get to interview them and talk about life and the universe and what kind of tank they would own. Uh, so the audio of that is up on the website. So you should check that out on NOCO FM. Also check out all of our content that we came up with when we were down at UMS. We've got interviews with bands. We have featurettes Concert footage, all of that fun stuff is going to be coming your way. And if you want to find any of that fun, sexy, fat-filled, sugar-free content, be sure to go on YouTube and search NOCO FM and find all of our lovely content, of which there will be so much more in the near future. But also, just in in a broader sense, even if you're not in the Colorado area, please make it a point to try and support your local music or your artist scene, because that is how you keep it going, not only through seeing the support of people out in the audience, but with, yes, money too, paying for the, paying for the shows, uh, paying for merch, all sorts of things, because that keeps the wheel of creativity running, because artists only are able to make art if they are also consuming food as well, because artists are humans as well, believe it or not. And there are so many wonderful humans that exist in that music community. And I was very, very uh, blessed and fortunate to meet and connect with some of those people who hopefully you will be hearing on NOCO FM in the future through interviews or through me playing their tunes. And we're going to be playing some of those artists in the near future on this show and on the stream. So I'll be very excited to be announcing that as that is all rolling out. But Uh, Moral of the story, be more involved in your local music and your local arts in your local community in general, Uh, because once the uh, global breakdown of civilization happens, all we will have are our family and our community. So you better make sure that you are good and cool with your neighbor when that happens. And that is the note that I am going to leave you on the last track I'm going to play for you. I've got a series of tracks as usual, but this last one that I will name is The Help, and this song is called SSX. It's a fun little trippy electronic number. Thank you very much for sharing your time and your ears with me. My name is Corbin David Alba. You just got done listening to Corbin versus the World. Catch you next week, friends. Appreciate ya. <laughs>